Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Greetings and welcome once again to another episode of the Retro Doc Plus Sepulchre Podcast, the only show that celebrates all the things that make growing up awesome. We are part of the Dorkening and Nebriar Podcast Networks, and as always, we are brought to you by the Deadly Grounds Coffee, Coffee to Die For. I am your host, Nintendo, and with me, as always, are my very animated cohorts, Parasite Steve. And so, Dad was able to avoid having to face the consequences for his inexplicable acts of violence by rocking out really hard. Good for him. Yes. Good for him. <laughs> and ape it alchemy. Badger, 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 mushroom, mushroom. That's all I need to do. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So, on this episode, we'll be talking about the very very early days of the internet and this is predating youtube which is all about flash animations of the early 2000s and back in the day these flash animations would have their own websites like whoever created them would just have they would just host yep. their own stuff like they have yeah. their own websites and all that stuff like e-bombs the, port- well, the, the flash one. portals they called them exactly right and now we have youtube so it's, now it's just easier to upload all in one spot mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so we're just gonna go back in time before YouTube and just we're just gonna talk about like the uh the 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 portals, the flash portals, and uh yeah. and then we'll do our little octoponder and then uh for the second half we will talk about specific cartoons or flash animations that we watched on these certain uh flash portals and uh yeah so th- this should be pretty fun. Hopefully this will go by a little little quicker than usual. So uh so let's get started. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think this is a, is a really fun topic because this is an era that not too many folks are thinking on with a lot of nostalgia just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And I think that for me, it was a very formative time, um, but not as formative as my earlier years. You know, the, the, this era was like my early teens. So like a ton, ton, a ton, a ton of these animations and stuff kind of became part of my zeitgeist, like my vernacular and growing up with my friends, like jokes that we would say to each other and references we would make and all this other stuff that eventually at this point just feels like part of my vocabulary came from these. And it's really crazy to actually sit and think about that and go, oh my God, so many of the things that like I still think about in reference as pop culture things 
are coming from these flash cartoons mm-hmm. and it's like it's almost like they don't get credit because of of just like i don't know there not a lot of times you knew exactly like the person who made it or they had any visibility it's just like it's just a cartoon on the internet you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you yeah. just kind of you know you watch it and then you move on and you, you're still thinking about it but it's not like people are like oh wow remember that thing like you know that doesn't really happen, but I, I'm excited mm. to talk about some of this. It's gonna be cool. nice. Yeah, a lot of these are like you know just the people are just messing around. You know, it was a, it was a new software. Um, nobody was a f- expert in Flash uh, in the you know when it came out in the late '90s and stuff. And then you know over the next fifteen, maybe twenty years, uh, you know, I mean it, it's officially retired as of 2020. Um, okay. so, right. so flash doesn't, uh, is no longer exp- uh, supported. It was, um, it was Adobe flash for a long time, but it, you know, it's easy to forget. It was actually originally a macromedia. Macromedia flash. Um, but yeah, I mean like people were just like learning how to do this brand new type thing. And, um, I remember learning it in, in college in the early two thousands. And that was kind of where, you know, I think the cartoons were getting a little bit more, um, you know, they were getting a little bit more, I want to say sophisticated, but I mean, they're still very simple, but compared to the earlier days, even just five years before that, um, you know, you started to see like Homestar Runner and like, like what could be done, um, not just in quality of uh, animation and comedy, but also as a portal, like the, I I think that was, you know, I know obviously we're going to get, much deeper into Homestar later, but that was the first time I saw a portal that really like it was it blew me away, and it was specifically only one series. You know, I mean, there are other yep. ones we'll talk about that have host that host various people's videos, and they became really sophisticated too. But I don't know, HomestarRunner.com was something special for sure. Yeah, and I mean, absolutely. there's 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 lots of ones that like on the surface aren't actually any good at all. But if you watch it 25 times, it's like it becomes part of your zeitgeist, like you said. Yes. Right. Yep. And right. I was I was just talking to my wife about it last night because we were, you know, talking about this episode gonna be recording. And it was like cou- counter to how YouTube is and how you know kids growing up have access to like TikTok and YouTube and a lot of different things where content is infinite. You're not you're not dealing with a finite amount of entertainment. There is infinite number of different new entertaining things. Yeah. When when these portals were first coming about, it's like there were 30 cartoons. Right. To- like total 30 right. videos. Yeah. And right. then you check it every week and every you know week or so it'd be like, oh, there's a new video. Maybe. Oh, there's two new videos yeah. maybe or whatever. Right. And, and so then you just started to follow the portal because the portal runners were curating whatever content, whatever animations, little movies and, 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 and whatever. And some of them were producing them. Some of them were creating them themselves. Um, and so you just kind of followed these things. And then by by the end of its run. You know, I was just looking last night on a on Albino Black Sheep, a big one that we're going to talk about, and I could scroll through every video on that site from A to Z in about five minutes. And then, not like the site was around for two seconds. The site's still up now. It just mm. it had like a it had like a end goal or like a finite number of things, and scrolling through it there were so many that i recognized and it's like wow you know th- this legacy honestly is just like 
uh, a collection of about 150 to 200 like random flash cartoons some of which are <laughs> on other websites right like right. that's yeah, just so yeah. wild you know it's not yeah. like like there were plenty that were on multiple right um, but you know there were other ones where you're like oh this isn't on any of the other portals yeah, i love this right. one right yeah right. and so that's kind of fun yeah i mean this is like when the internet was like very innocent and <laughs> not not what it is today like obviously innocent you know, is is it's an interesting Steve, word. You saw you saw the lost episode of the Smurfs, right? Like last night, right. yeah. Some, and the, some right, of the stuff I mean, is inappropriate. I, I mean, I mean, like as yeah. far as like you no, know, like everything is so negative now, and everything is like like a lot of false information. It's just turned to the cesspool of shit. Mm-hmm. And back then, it was like I have fond memories of the internet when it first came out, like with dial up connections and all that stuff i mean i have fun memories i mean yeah dialogue is fucking annoying as all hell but but i, I don't know it was, it was an innocent time for me yeah, yeah i mean you were you were younger and it wasn't something yeah. that you had access to 24 7 you know you had to actually right. go out of your way to pants you know plan time of the day to okay i'm gonna go on the internet for the next hour and right. that was right. like and then, and then, then that was it now it's like now you're connected 24 7 yeah so now the, yeah. the internet's kind of like lost its charm yeah. over the years. Oh, but. yeah. Yeah, and I think like, uh, you know, I didn't get a cell phone until I was, I think, the absolute end of high school. Um, it's like 12th grade, I think. And so for me, like, I pretty much didn't have any kind of electronic connected thing all day until, you know, I got home. And mm-hmm. then at that point, I think I was probably, you know, I there, we had a desktop and uh and you know i would go home in earlier grades too and hop onto the computer and you know jump onto a flash portal or something just to see what was you know what was up and sometimes uh like me and my buddies would just call each other on the phone and just like hang out and like watch videos on albino black sheep or on homestar runner or whatever but like over the phone you know doing like an old school watch party type concept and I mean, there was there was tons of times that like me and my buddy Dan did that, and so it was like it was a really cool time for me because I also you know it wasn't like the full connectivity. I didn't have a cell phone even like it was kind of just like the internet was still exciting and like finding mm-hmm. you know websites that had topics that you cared about was like you know mind blowing, um, and you know without major major resources like Wikipedia and YouTube. I feel like the internet was a lot more of like a kind of random grab bag of reliable shit. And then it became, it kind of became like more institutionalized of like, look, everything's on YouTube. Everything's on Wikipedia. You have access to just about anything. So, you know, a little bit less wild West feeling uh, like mm-hmm. I think I, I said in the last episode, like it is rare. You have to go to the second page of Google and yeah. And yeah. Like, yeah. You really honestly don't. There are hundreds of thousands of pages of Google and you literally only need to go to the first one. Hmm. So um, right. it's pretty wild to think about that. Yeah. But yeah, 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 these these types of videos thrived during this time hmm. where content mm-hmm. in, a, in like, you know, whatever free content on the Internet was like totally finite. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you could yeah, finish def- it. 
Yeah, you can finish it. You're like, right, I've yeah. watched everything on Albino Black Sheep. It took yep. me an hour. You could finish New Grounds. <laughs> right. um, and that, that was go. also a thing, too, with the animations back in the day. Like, they just weren't very long. They're like maybe 10 seconds, sometimes 30 seconds or a mi- minute tops. Yeah, a couple minutes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then some would be like five minutes. Rare ones would like start to do a show and be like more like 10. But it wasn't it wasn't ever something where it's like you are definitely going to get a next episode of this. A lot of these mm-hmm. are just random one-off yep. fever dream ideas. A lot of like animated concepts to music to make like a pseudo music video kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, um, and, then, and then some were series and other ones were just, you know, weird and whatever kind of stuff. Right. And, you know, comparing it to, to content creators today, like you started to say eight bit, it's like, you know, to now there are channels we follow that we demand content not just once a day, but multiple times a day. Like yeah. there are people, that's their job. You know, that's what they do. And this was, like you said, if you got multiple episodes, which was a big if. Big deal. Sometimes you were waiting months or years before that next one came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if it was planned. Even if you're like, it ended on a cliffhanger. I want to see what happens next. Right. right. Yep. Um, and that and actually, would be like a two-minute episode. Like, yeah, right, right, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah and, and, you know, there's just these ideas being so, like, kind of one-off sometimes. Um, I want to mention, like, a lot of people who were started, you know, any kind of creator, creative endeavors on the internet started with making these Flash videos. One mm-hmm. such person is Ego Raptor, um, mm, who is Aaron yeah. Hansen, who went on to be, you know, the Game Grumps, um, which is just a... An, humongously uh, popular respected institution of the internet and you know just genuinely very solid funny guys but when you look at the fact that it's the same creator the same person who made metal gear awesome and the pokemon awesome and like all those funny you know flash cartoons that are referenced all the time and are very very remembered um is is now the style of content creation is making videos every single day making videos constantly on a schedule that are fast and digestible and are just producing quantity over quality not to say that they have low quality stuff but it's just they they're just pumping out what they can do as much as possible now the game grunt stuff is fantastic but no one's going to go back and be like oh remember season four episode 12 of game grumps or anything like that like each individual video doesn't have much ownership it doesn't it doesn't get retained for that long whereas that same creator 20 years ago made metal gear awesome and people still quote it because it's it was it was this one thing and and it was not just okay i i've i've made millions of videos it's like yeah but i still talk about that one video that you made forever ago that was like not a dime a dozen not one in a million different Mm. ones that are similar so it's kind of kind of interesting it's like the way that media has gone now is just quality uh is is less important quantity Mm -hmm. is is like make more we need new stuff we don't want to think about the stuff we've already seen we just want new stuff Right. So I don't know. It's it's an interesting interesting change in how the internet consumes media and 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 how totally how we true. used to. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Now like, people like like bite sized videos or something. 
they, they like the attention span is like ridiculous now. It's like if it's like three seconds or longer, forget it. Right. You know, it's just it's crazy. It's so crazy. And it's just getting worse and worse with how technology is allowing us to get things faster and faster. How many times have you opened your phone, looked at a piece of information, closed it, and then forgotten what it was and had to reopen it and look at it? All the time. All the fucking time. All the time. All the time. Happens to me constantly. Yeah. I open my phone to look at the calculator to see what calculation I just did. I read the number. I close the phone, put it in my pocket, and I go, I don't remember what the number was. Yep. It's freaking nuts. So, you know, it's it's pretty wild to to think about that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean... The flash portals, right? Let's let's talk about some of those, some of these uh, these yeah. different like pillars of this. Yeah, I mean, for me, my my biggest one was Camp Chaos. Oh right! Yeah. Oh my Holy god! Crap. I forgot about Camp Holy crap! Chaos. Yeah. Oh Camp my god! With all Chaos. the Iron Maiden and Metallica stuff. Oh and- my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I think they did a, a couple of uh, Axl Rose spoofs or something. Lars Ulrich, go. <laughs> the name of the band is Metallica. Who wrote Lars. Metallica. B. Metallica. C. Metallica. Or D. Metallica. Metallica. <laughs> I like to ask your friend. You're in friend. the band. You're in the band Metallica. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I mean those those I yeah those are freaking hilarious. I, I yeah, just I, I watched the uh the Napster one today and yeah. oh my god like holy I haven't shit. seen those in years. I, I actually really forgot about Camp Chaos. Oh, wow wow so so freaking blowing I mean, the, my the, mind yeah I mean the I mean the Iron Maiden videos that they did were so fun fucking amazing yeah what's what's even cooler is that I made themselves actually release those videos on a DVD with their collection of other videos what? that they oh, had neat. at the time, which I have. No kidding. Yeah. That's cool. It's really cool. Um, yeah. The, the, the whole Metallica thing was just brilliant. It, it was, was so, so funny. So brilliant. It was funny. The one that I watched was the, the Napster one. And Napster I, I, bad. Remember, I mean, that's the one that started it all, right? Napster bad. Yep, Napster bad, fire bad. Um, uh, so I remember b- back in the day, the whole Napster thing happened, and and Lar- Lars Ulrich was like in the forefront of yeah, like no fuck Napster, no we're getting ripped off, all these right. fans getting ripped off, and at yeah. the time, at the time we're like, fuck, you have plenty of money, who gives a fuck? And now it's like, okay, it makes sense. I get it, yeah. I totally yeah. get it now because the music because of Napster, the music industry went fucking down the shitter because people just kept stealing music. I mean, I'm a, I, I'm partly to blame for that. I used to do that all the time, um, yep. and then a lot of other yep. people did the same thing. And uh, it's just funny. And I mean, the, the whole skit itself was just freaking hilarious. I mean, you, you have like Lars is like like a little little midget guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because he is small in real life, which is really funny the way how they portrayed him in these videos. And uh, I remember this one scene in a different video where he's talking about money or whatever. And he says he has like a colossal ch- fucking chubby. And oh, they, yeah. show it, they show it close up of his crotch. You see like this little, just a teeny little bulge. Boop, 
<laughs> I just thought it was freaking hilarious. Yeah. So it's so so funny. I just love and camping. and Hetfield's just, this like towering caveman of a guy that they they modeled after Phil Hartman's Frankenstein on SNL, which yes. was uh, you know because he's because he was riffing on the the fire bad from Bride of Frankenstein, which Karloff says, but it really became like the kind of template for other things that Hartman used to do as that character. And there were other things that were bad, but he would, he would always find a way to say fire bad as yeah. that character, but they use that template uh, for Hetfield. So Hetfield never just knew this, dumb, cool. which is, which is ironic because back in the early 1990s, when Metallica was touring for the, the black album, James Hetfield literally caught on fire on stage. Oh, oh so that's, that's gotta be why they did that then. That's right. right. I forgot. Yeah. About that. yeah so that's, so. that's why they, what happened? That's totally why they did that. He just, uh, um, he was near one of the, uh, <laughs> I forgot all about I, that. I, I the pyrotechnics. The pyrotechnics. Yeah. He got, he, I think it misfired or something mm. and he was just, Wrong place at the wrong time, yep. and it sends his hair, his skin, like everything. Damn, and he had to go through rehab and everything. And mm. they got um a the former guitarist for Metal Church to fill in for the rest of that tour. And James was just singing the whole time instead of playing. Wow. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. I remember him talking about it. He's like, "Wow, I have never in my career ever." not played guitar while singing now i'm just concentrating on only singing and it's so weird yeah my hands yeah. are just doing this i can't stop it yeah <laughs> right 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 uh, another that's, one too that's, that's uh, really yeah another one too uh that i went to a lot was uh uh newgrounds oh yep. yeah so new Huge. newgrounds is my big one for sure yeah yeah yep. i mean because this is so much it wasn't just cartoons or whatever they had games like flash games mm -hmm. too yeah, yeah and i think newgrounds kind of became more about the games and their games got more and more and more sophisticated over the years until some of them weren't even made with flash anymore and they were there was a lot of like um i mean homestar runner did that too and they they got so good that like you could play this long game original like you know there was some interactivity originally with with some of the flash cartoons and that's fine you're clicking through you're getting it's, but it's but it's basically just like a way to get other it's just a clever way to hide more videos you know there are buttons mm. hidden as elements on the screen that you would click on and then that would lead you to another animation or something like that but these were yeah. like oh my god they got so big with the games um yeah. But so actually my earliest memories of flash are from Newgrounds. Um, the very, very first thing either it's, it's amazing. All the ones I was looking up for, for this episode, almost all of them are from Newgrounds. It, it's, it's crazy. It's okay. like, wow, wow. I was just clearly there a lot. Um, but the first one I remember um, is very not innocent uh, kind of like the Lost Smurfs episode, I guess, but um, it's it's <laughs> yeah. uh, um, it's called the it's called Telebubby Funland, and it was created in 1998 by Tom Fulp, 
who is the creator and owner of Newgrounds. Uh, 98. 98. Like, holy crap. So I I saw this, and it was definitely something I had never seen before. I had seen some Flash cartoons, but this was like I was just saying, this was like, you know, an interactive thing. So it's it's making fun of the Teletubbies, uh, and there's a screen uh, with this very, very short, very, like, earwormy uh, song playing in the back. And it's just like a guy going, <laughs> it's just that over and over with like a drum beat in the background. And uh and and you you just like you can choose whichever of the Teletubbies or the Telebubbies you would like to play. And they each just have a single animation. Um well actually no, for whatever reason, they went for like full tilt boogie on the last one. The red one's Poe, and he has like like four animations or something different things you can do but they're all terrible they're all like really just so in such bad taste that you know it's like let's let's see how dark we can make the teletubbies and so they're all like you know crazy hard drugs and drinking and and banging hoes and you know all sorts of good stuff but um yeah how it's, do you spell uh, telebubby it's a t-e-l-e-b-u-b-b-y i mean at one point Poe has has his way with a sheep. So I mean, you know, there's like a lot of stuff going on. And then and then you can click on this the is sun. Intensely hard to Google search. It just wants to correct me to Teletubby. Oh, I found yeah. it pretty quick. So it's still there. Um, it's still um on the internet on Newgrounds, but it's not on one. It the page doesn't look like a normal Newgrounds page. I think they had to hide it. So there was there was like legal stuff that happened. Uh, Tom ended mm-hmm. up winning in the end uh and was covered i assume because it's just a parody um but yeah it's still there it's still on the internet you can still i mean there are also you know youtube videos of it um but the the interactive there's an interactive version of the it's of the site like it it's still playable but anyway it's not really worth talking about much more than that it's just a matter of okay this is like the first time i saw something that was it was interactive like that where you were you're gonna sit there and you're not just watching a movie you're like exploring Mm, and and i think you know there weren't like any major easter eggs or secrets or anything at that point but once you click through the four telebubbies you can also click on a couple other characters that are less obvious that are there they are there on the screen but you might not notice them right away because you're just like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna go one, two, three, four, and and then I'm done. Mm-hmm. So you might miss the other the other characters. One of them is the sun, and the sun just goes supernova. It's just the baby sun. She's it's ah! I, I just remember the the sound that <laughs> that the the baby makes. Like it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. But every time they play the same sound bite of somebody going, like that, and it's like trying to sound like a baby. It's just the same sound bite over and over and it gets bigger and bigger and eventually just turns into a black hole and sucks the earth in. And that's it. It's literally, there's nothing clever, really. It's just terrible. Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah Telebubby Funland was the first time that I was like, oh my God, what is this new thing happening? What is this? I'm what are these new like, grounds that I stand yeah. on? <laughs> yeah, and I think that right. that really uh, put new grounds at the the forefront for me personally, where that became mm. clearly a place that I was always checking, and um, 
because yeah, I didn't I never went to Albino Black Sheep and I never went to um Ebom's World, but I was always uh yeah, it was Newgrounds and Homestar and um um there I guess there were probably some other small ones as well. I I, I guess uh that probably had their own portals, like different series like yeah. Homestar. But I th- I think those were the big ones for me. I have I can mention so many more freaking cartoons from Newgrounds too, but I'll let you guys. I'll let's let's right, right. right. Oh, um, yeah. So I mean, if we're just keeping it on portals here, um, for the most part, yeah, I'll, I'll Vinyl Black Sheep, which we mentioned a couple of times, definitely was the one that I was on constantly. I mean, I remember my friends throughout grade school. Um, going over their house and hopping on albino black sheep and just like watching the cartoons together like me and the me and you know my friend and his brothers and just like you know quoting it and watching them over and over again and just like having them be a a thing that was one of the things that we did um and then again you know my my buddy who i I would like go home and like call on the phone and be like i don't know what you want to do what's on albino black sheep okay this is different let's watch that or something like that it was uh it was definitely the portal that i gravitated towards um there was a a lot of different unique um animations there i don't think there was really games as much Mm -hmm. i definitely remember newgrounds being more you know uh noteworthy because it had like all the different games and whatnot um but like albino black sheet had plenty of ones that you know we'll talk about mm-hmm. uh but there's also some crossover too like there'll be ones that you're like oh yeah that's on new ground some that both was on, yeah that yeah. was bombs world or whatever and it's not that exciting but there was there was some other ones that were unique to albino and i just quote all the dang time mm-hmm. stuff. Nice. yeah cool uh another one they uh used to go to was uh e-bombs world mm-hmm. only because um eric the, Gauman. <laughs> the e-bomb the, himself e-bomb himself yeah because of uh the the gi joe PS, psa parodies uh-huh. mm-hmm. those are just so freaking hilarious like yep right like the, uh, all all it was 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 just the original psas from the cartoon but they were just overdubbed with different uh with, with the different wordings and or script or whatever and they would like kind of like reanimate to fit the the script better or whatever and i don't know the way how they pulled it off was just fantastic what one, one of my, my favorite ones was um i don't know m- most of G- the gi joe characters at all but there's just one one of them ran into a burning house and these kids were in there they're trying to cook something and uh <laughs> The, the the kid they made the kids sound really stupid. So they're, they're all like they're all like make a sandwich <laughs> whatever and <laughs> and uh and then you see the one the the, the G.I. Joe character is like pork chop sandwiches out of nowhere. It's just I don't know why he said pork chop sandwiches, but I just thought it was fucking hilarious. And uh he's trying to you know get the kids out of the house and the, the kids are so stupid. And, and then all of a sudden, the, the end of the video would just be the character just smiling. It's just not saying anything. It was just a freeze frame. It's like, you're going to end it like that? What the fuck? Like, okay. <laughs> okay, all right. So that was like like a lot of those P- PSA cartoons. Yeah. Just, just super funny. Yeah. And there was like a lot of other stuff on there too, but like a lot of it was like, 
just not funny, like very serious and disturbing stuff that they would post on there. So, so um, E-bombs wasn't big on Flash though, right? Like it was videos, but if they didn't have a lot of people doing like they they flashback, did right? though they had the like the lemon like lemon demon i remember was what had oh, a lot he of was, their videos was, there okay he was um, i think uh and then i believe that there was you know the ebombsworld.com song that was a flash video that was pretty popular and uh then they put out know, um the, they the, were like the, the peanut butter jelly time guy or whatever the no, was it? that was a, that was on a few that was on a few, was on a few of them okay um I and i think i think lemon demon was on a few too but i feel like that was where i first saw it because i think it has like the watermark on it like the e-bombs world watermark oh i think I you're right like, actually that's i do recall seeing e-bombs world watermarks on other sites because i never went to e-bombs world yeah uh, much but yeah yeah that that is it funny. was uh it was just this guy eric bauman i don't know i guess I, i've i've heard that he's not a great person but that was also like so long ago so who knows even um but i just remember thinking that e-bombs world had a lot of stuff that was like more questionable like they would post like it was the 4chan of the flashboard it kind of was yeah basically really. yeah because it'd be like oh yeah. yeah this is just like someone who's like dead like i'm like i don't know they were like i felt like there were some things on there that were like kind of not cool um and then there was just like also videos and stuff so i just i didn't really mm -hmm. like go into that website right yeah i didn't go on there too much but uh yeah it was definitely like new grounds and camp chaos were like my mm -hmm. yeah ones. yeah camp chaos i gotta include nice. as well definitely yeah. check there all the time back in the day so back funny i forgot all about them all right so uh i guess we'll just go to the Octomano. so uh Dr. Ponter is uh, what was one of your favorite websites to watch flash animations from in the early 2000s. This was way before YouTube. So what do you guys think about that? We'll, uh, we'll give you our answers after the short break, and then uh, I'll read off all of your comments on our Facebook page. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Patsy the Angry Nerd, lover of science and sharks. And I'm Ashes Von Nightmare, the real housewife of Transylvania and mistress of Merlot. And, and we're, we're the, the hosts of, of the Throwdown Thursday, Thursday podcast. podcast, part of the Somebodies and Grand Guignol Networks. Join us each and every Thursday as we break down all the characters you love and love to hate. That's right. We cover characters from movies, television, books, video games, and even real historical figures. Plus, we discuss science. And wine. Like, so much wine. Like, all the wine. We also pit random characters against each other in free-for-all contests voted on by you, the listener, and reveal the results the following week. Did I mention the wine? Like, there's a lot of wine. So join us on our journey through pop culture on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. And we, and we will, will see you next Thursday. Hi, this is Stan Bush from Transformers the Movie, and you're listening to Retro Red Octopus. You got to touch.
Do you like retro video games? 80s and 90s toys and have a love for nostalgia. Hi, I'm Russ Lyman. What's up guys? I'm Jay the NES Addict. Welcome to the Weekly Warp Pipe. Jump into the Warp Pipe with us and go back to revisit all the awesome things from our childhood. That's right. Every week we discuss something new like the hardest NES games. Or what it's like to get prizes out of cereal boxes. What our top 10 toys were. <laughs> Battle Beast. No dude, it was Ninja Turtles. Oh yeah. Cowabunga. So be sure to check out theweeklywarpipe.com for more info. And we're proud to be a part of the Dorkening Podcast Network. That's right. You can join us every Saturday at 7 a.m. for new episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. Or catch the video version on YouTube at the Weekly Warpipe channel. That's the Weekly Warpipe every Saturday at 7 a.m. The Weekly Warpipe. Hey, are you ready to do some bacon? It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, to octo-ponder this. Welcome back, everyone. Before we took a break, I asked you this octo-ponder question, which was, what was one of your favorite websites to watch Flash animations from in the early 2000s? We are talking way before YouTube. So I'll start with my pick, and uh, that would have to be, uh, like, Camp Chaos. I mean, it's just... My whole thing is going to be Camp Chaos, <laughs> with the exception of uh, Newgrounds in the second half of the show. But uh, yeah, I just I just really loved uh, the skits on Camp Chaos. This is they're just so good, really good, especially the Iron Maiden ones. They're just excellent. Ape Alchemist, what's your pick? Uh, I'll I'll go with uh, Homestar Runner. I mean. I think that was like the probably most I spent on any given flash thing ever. Um, even though it was just like, you know, a portal for its own stuff. But I think that was, that was definitely number one. Nice. Parasite Steve. All right. Yeah. I'll just say new grounds. Awesome. Um, yeah. Cool beans, cool beans. All right. So now I'll read off all the, the comments from our Facebook page. Andrew Wishborn says homestarrunner.net. It's dot com. And Steve said he says Homestar and Liquid Generation. I've never, I don't recall uh, Liquid Generation. Like I've never heard of it. At least I don't remember yeah. it all that much. Um, James K says Homestar Runner and Beta. Beta is spelt with a three, seven E. Um, Ian M. Davis says, says Newgrounds, E Bombs World, and Albino Black Sheep to mind. Colleen says, Homestar Runner, Newgrounds, E-Bombs, Rotten, but that was more extremely messed up pictures. Yeah. Rotten was rough. I don't remember Rotten. Yeah. It was like a message board for horrible stuff. Oh, geez. Yeah, no thanks. I'll pass on that. Like picture um, galleries, yeah. Jordan Lynn Epperson says, Homestar Runner. We're getting a lot of Homestar Runners here. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, Andrew Wishborn comes back with, there was also College University, which I've never heard of. Hmm. And apparently it's it's on Newgrounds and YouTube. Yeah, I do Uh, recall that. hmm. College University. I don't think I was a fan of it, but I remember remember Andrew liking that. Andrew was a big Homestar runner. We went to college together. We were roommates. And. Um, oh my God! Like we, Homestar was so freaking humongous in our in our dorm room. It was like constantly, nice. constantly, 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 <laughs> constantly 
referenced <laughs> and we were like obsessively always checking the uh the the portal for new episodes and oh my god it was just it was it was insane it was insane how much we were just we just worshipped Homestar Runner and Strong Bad and all that stuff, and then it's sort of like the torch got passed to you eight bit. I feel like it sort of became a you thing, but it's yeah, funny. It's like which is know, wild because it it just persisted college. that long, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like it was a thing that you were into and your roommates were into, and then I became into it with my friends and carried that whole thing yeah. forward. And it's just like my God, these guys really put out so much yeah. awesome stuff. Nice. PJ Rahal says Homestar. Ashes Harmon Rahal says, I believe it was called Joe Cartoon, and you could play Frog in, in the blender and gerbil in a microwave. <laughs> if I remember correctly, the, there was what? also a gerbil in a piranha tank. Good times. Joe Cartoon. Not Joe Cartoon. Not Joe Cartoon, yeah. Ken Vaughn says, My youngest was really into the hamster dance site. Oh yes! Oh my God! It's just its own thing. It was just yeah, one video. They, they they just played on <laughs> loop for all time. And I remember the first time I heard that, I'm like, why? Why are they singing the the minstrel song from Disney's Robin Hood? And and people are like, what are you talking about? It's a hamster dance. I'm like, um, it's from. It was sampling the yeah, sampling the Robin Hood thing. They sped it up. It's just the exact thing. They just sped it up. Yeah. Right. Right. Yep. Jay Malone says, "Homestar. Everything else is light years behind." Fair enough. Well, right. Dustin Braga says Newgrounds and John and Richie were my go-tos. Perfect Perfect Kirby had my heart. John and Richie. I've never, I've never heard, heard of, of I've never heard of John and Richie. Wow. Never. We're learning. Sure. Mm-hmm. Thanks, yeah. guys. Yeah. So oh, that's boy. that's that's all of your answers. Thank you guys so much for participating. Wicked cool. Uh, yeah, wicked cool. So for those of you who still want to participate, it's your turn to tell us what you think about this week's Octoponder this. Which was which website was your go to uh, in the early 2000s, way before YouTube was a thing? And you can reach us in our popular Facebook group on Twitter at Redoctopus, or you can always email us at Redoctopus at gmail.com. And please, if you like what we're, what we're doing, leave us a review or a rating on our host site. Just search Pinecast Retro Redoctopus. Thank you all so much for those awesome ponderings. And without further ado, let's get back to the show. So the second half of the show is we're just going to pick cartoons from these flash portals that we loved so much. And uh, I'll start with uh, April Alchemy because he actually has the B segment this week. That last, I do actually that, have not, the B not, segment. Not the last episode. <laughs> but, oh, he had but one in the last episode, too. I, I forced yeah. it. I forced, forced my way it. in there. We, for, we, have, uh, we had our first ever Double shot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, holy crap, right? Um, okay, yeah. So, I mean, if I'm going to start with something, I will I will go with one from Albino Black Sheep. Uh, that's going to have to be the ultimate showdown of Ultimate Destiny. Now, I know I said that its watermark was all over E-Bomb's world, but I found it on Albino Black Sheep. 
and ultimate showdown of ultimate destiny couldn't be more like the perfect pinnacle of this art form of just like wacky ass original music original animation like just dumb funny comedy Mm -hmm. and a total earworm and something that like became viral and you would just watch a bunch and a bunch of times over and over again uh it just it, it it you know pitted all these ridiculous pop culture and historical greats like you know Abraham Lincoln and John B the Genie and Batman and the Blue Meanie and fucking Chuck Norris and just every possible individual in some giant ultimate showdown of ultimate destiny and mm-hmm. uh i don't know it's it is a freaking it's a great little sh- you know song and i mean if like if any of you listening have not heard it definitely still worth listening to very easy to find all all of these are easy to find on youtube now we should say that like most of these portals are still up and you can still watch stuff but also a lot of it's on youtube and if the portal is still up there is nothing quite as fun as accessing these videos through the original portals because man is that a time capsule and a half <laughs> yeah like finding a video that's not via youtube is blasphemy at this point it's like what do you mean what do you mean you you don't go to the library to rent a book what do you mean you don't go to youtube to friggin watch a movie it's like rent a book like come on i mean what do you mean uh, what do you mean i go to work i don't go to work on time just not your what do you mean i ain't kind just not your kind um yeah, so so I, I feel like Albano Black She's still up, Newgrounds is still up. Um go 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 watch it there. But yeah, Ultimate Showdown deserves a, a big mention from my heart. Nice. Nice. Parasite Steve. Um, so I will start with a I'm not sure actually what website this debuted on, but uh, it is one that you may know the name of, but you definitely know, and it's called Xiao Xiao. It came out in 2001. Uh, there were actually nine episodes of Xiao Xiao. Uh, translates to small, small. Um, <laughs> What's the small? It was uh, it was a cartoon series by Chinese animator Zhu Ziquang. Ziquang? Ziquang? Oh, with a um, Q. With a QI. I'm not sure how to do a QI. Um, so uh, they're all just numbered. Right. So yeah. Xiao Xiao number three is the one that you're going to know. It's the one that was uh, a static shot of a two story building and there's a billion stick fighters just fighting each other. There's like one <laughs> stick fighter guy fighting all the other ones, basically. And it's just the most incredibly done, like fluid animation with the most so incredibly is like incredibly accurate like kung fu actual like the actual <laughs> martial arts are so incredibly yeah it's like they mocap right. these fucking stick yeah figures it's, it's really it, they're impressive. Just figures. Yeah. Uh, and they're all different they're all different colors and it's apparently there's uh about 40 opponents that stick figure whose name is xiao xiao um actually fights in that one video and it ends with uh, a, a boss and it tells you it's a boss and it's just randomly purple it's literally the same exact as everybody else but um <laughs> uh and uh xiao xiao defeats the boss with uh the the matrix kick where he jumps up into the air and it freezes and then the camera spins and then um then defeat <laughs> happens after and it's it's really just um 
it's just an amazing amazing uh video it's amazing feat of animation um proves how much you can do with you know something so simple right um and the, the bat background doesn't move it's just static it's just literally a, a door on the top and a door on the bottom and this is like nothing nothing to it but they're all different it's not like every one of the nine is that but a different fight no no no. that is the only one that even looks like that they're all they're all stick figures they're all with white backgrounds but they are all like essentially riffing on a different thing so they're all completely different and yeah if you look Super up cool. if you look up xiao xiao which is by the way spelled x-i-a-o x-i-a-o uh, on the uh, on the tubes of you, you will find uh, plenty of people have compilations of the whole series and stuff. Um, so, real quick, uh, there was a legal dispute in July 2004. Um, Z Kang sued Nike Inc. for unauthorized use of his stick figure designs in an advertisement. Uh, Nike representatives denied the accusations, claiming that a stick man figure lacks originality and is pub public domain. Nike lost the initial suit and was ordered to compensate zoo with the equivalent of $36,000. What? Wow, Nike really? stated, however, Nike stated that it would appeal the suit in the Beijing high people's court. And Nike ended up actually winning the appeal in 2006 with the judge saying that saying in the paper that the Nike stick man design was different than zoo's stick man design. After winning the suit, Nike stated this was never a commercial issue for us. It was a matter of principle. Um, these stick figures truly have nothing unique about them that he, that this animator did for Xiao Xiao. Um, I would say that, you know, you can probably try to sue the people who make the bathroom signs. Like, I mean, it's just literally a ball for a head and a stick body and there are no uh hands it just the the arms end in just rounded ends and there are feet but i mean my god it there's nothing about them that stick sticks out i mean i i hate so bad that i side with nike in this but i do i mean like i just don't see see how, see where they're very, uh, i can't believe he thought strongly enough to take it to court like, i mean like, feels it's, so it's not like he invented stick figures my god right <laughs> i mean yeah it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dumb really dumb it's it's just a silly thing to try to claim ownership of i mean i don't know i mean if it was doing a similar thing then i would say for sure but that's not what i found i didn't see like actual pictures or anything but i it just says it was just the fact that they were stick figures uh the fact that nike was also right. using stick figures so um right. yeah so i have i have that one for sure i feel like that's one that was just another early one that just pretty much blew everybody away and it was like you have to see this you right know, you have to, cool like watch this it's insane so that was 2001 that was very mm -hmm. uh, very early the first one came out yeah. in 2001 um but anyway, yeah, yeah, I totally forgot about yeah, these that are really series. Cool. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah, are really, those, are, those are fun, fun to watch for sure. Oh, for sure, yeah, for shizzle. Um, so yeah, my pick is uh, isn't hand drawn. It wasn't like hand drawn animation or anything. This was when people had started doing animations with sprites, like existing sprites, and mm -hmm. they kind of like made their own story. 
or cartoons mm-hmm. with these sprites. So mine is Super Mario Brothers Z. It was such an interesting concept. So this this whole series, it it ran from January 8th. I'm sorry. Um, it ran from 2006 to 2012. Now you, you now you might be thinking, okay, uh, so that's six years. That's a long time, right? So they must have a fuck ton of episodes. No, they don't. It was just one guy doing everything, music, mm-hmm. all this shit. Which was and basically how basically like, they you know, all were. So many were. Uh, there's only eight episodes. Mm. And the ninth, he re, this guy released the ninth episode, but it was incomplete. He just got so burnt out by it. So he's like, I'm just fucking done. This was a big passion project, and I, I just I just can't do it anymore. It's just so time consuming. And I mean, if you watch the videos, it's you can understand why. I mean, mm-hmm. he just I think a couple of years ago, he uh released the entire series into one video on YouTube. And it's you got remastered in 4K. And if you want to spare three hours and twenty minutes to watch eight and a half episodes, oh my god, they're go long! For it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So the very very long episodes. That's insane. And I thought they were like two minute episodes or something. No, no, these, these are like pretty pretty long. And uh, but well, it was that's, cool. That's really different. Well, it was cool. It's like it was everything was like Super Mario Brothers and Sonic. It's like like one of the first times you got to see Sonic and Mario like do stuff together. It's like I I I want I want to say it was before way before the Olympic Games. Way before the Olympic Games, yeah. So before all of that happened. So what was cool was that, like, say Mario got the the fireball. He had the, got the fire flower. You would consider that as a Super Saiyan. If you got okay. the cape, that would be like Super Saiyan two or something something like that. Some along those lines, and then, and then if you get the 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 um the the star, then that's like fucking gotcha. You're like fucking Super Saiyan God or whatever. And the same thing would happen with Sonic. If Sonic got his all of his emeralds, he just turned to Super Sonic. That was his thing. And uh, what was cool is that you had Shadow the Hedgehog, uh, you had uh, Peach, you had the Doctor from Luigi's Mansion. Okay, Egad. Egad, yep. Uh, who else was in it? Okay, King Koopa is like the, the big one, and then you had uh, uh, the, the 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 Koopa Troopers from uh, the Super Mario, right? Yes. Yep. With like yep, the bandanas. Yes. Yep. And uh, a lot of these sprites were taken from the um, Game Boy Advance games, so everything meshed really well together. Mm-hmm. And uh, this the story was actually pretty cool too. Um, so Sonic and Shadow traveled to the Mushroom Kingdom because Mecha Sonic destroyed Mo- Mobius and killed killed Tails, killed uh, uh, Cream and Cheese and Knuckles and everything. Not so, Tails and not Cream tail. and Cheese. T- Tails was the first no. victim. Like oh shit, and. Um, so Mechasonic wanted to capture wanted to get all the, the chaos emeralds. And of course, you no, know, with Shadow having chaos control, he was able to teleport the emeralds away from uh Mechasonic so he wouldn't get them. 
but they didn't know that Mechas Mechas Sonic could also do like a type of chaos control and happen to just be able to travel to the Mushroom Kingdom before Sonic and Tails did. So the story just starts off from there, and it's just really fucking cool. Really fucking cool. So I highly, I highly recommend checking out Super Mario Bros. It just really sucks because that 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 series was the main reason why I would go back to Newgrounds because that's where it was originally hosted. And um, keep, keep up with that. And like like what Steve said earlier, it's like sometimes it would take months or a year and for, for certain episodes to come out, and that was most definitely the case with this. Hmm. It's like so, sometimes they're like a year apart, two years. I mean, at least they were long. That's good. They were long, yeah. So it was like every time you would release it, it was worth the wait for sure. Wicked cool. So, yeah. So highly recommend it. Super fun. Super fun series. I just wish, you know, you could just at least try to finish it and then just be done with it. But mm-hmm. it is what it is, you know? Right. Right. Um, so, uh, Ape Alchemy, do you want to? Cool. You have yeah. Pick or? yeah, yeah, I have, I have okay. tons more. Uh, so the um, there's, I mean, I I mentioned it at the beginning of the of the episode, but the badgers, the badger, 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 mushroom, mushroom, <laughs> snake, <laughs> snake, yeah. snake, oh, it's a snake. I mean, that was a really like this is like my half pick here. Um, it, that was a really unique, weird uh example of a flash video because it was meant to loop infinitely like the animation just started over and over again the song started over and over again Mm -hmm. and it was like you (laughs) could just sit there Mm -hmm. and watch infinity loop of badger Badger and go insane and go fucking insane slowly go insane um and (laughs) slip slowly into madness (laughs) solve world hunger tell Tell no one but I mean, not many videos did that. They, there weren't many that were the infinite loop. Um, but uh, but badgers, I really like. You know, just stuck out, and it was just yeah. That was weird. like the hamster dance in that way, right? Like yeah. those those were oh, yeah. the two totally. that like really. Yep, and in, and in my I don't know. I that. I remember just listening to it and being like, the the audio would start to sound distorted the more you listen to it, and like <laughs> long because you're you you're how many oh, badgers are we talking God. here? I don't. I don't even. I can't even count. Thousands, I couldn't hundreds count. of tens I've, of hundreds. I've never of tried. I could be there still today counting if I started counting then. <laughs> but I, uh, I remember that like you know it would start. <laughs> okay, this is really so stupid. But you would listen to, <laughs> you would listen to them saying badger, 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 badger over and over again so so much and so long that you would start to hear them pronouncing the opposite syllable. So it sounded like they were saying gerba instead of badger. So it sounded like and that like kept me listening because I was like, why does that happen? And I'm like, I can't friggin' I can't figure out at what point does my ear go back to badger and stop being on gerba. And I couldn't friggin' like like it was just one of those stupid things of like I I listened to it way more than i should have because this thing was just bizarre to me um but yeah badgers anyway you know we don't need those thinking badgers uh (laughs) the um the uh albino black sheep website also had a series that i loved a lot called jokes with einstein um there was 
a handful of episodes they were all just these funny short little you know jokes where uh this this little kid standing there with the striped shirts you know just standing there and einstein walks up to him and goes hey i got a joke and then he's like he just stands there and he's like okay like ready for the joke and he's like what happens when you cross an elephant and a banana and the guy's just like <laughs> looking at him like okay and then he says he says a joke that's very unfunny and it'll be like elephant bananas in theater and then <laughs> and then the other kid just stares there and looks at him for a little while longer and he's like oh okay well that makes sense but i actually thought that Elephant banana syntheta was derived from, and then he, he like goes into this whole different freaking equation, and then <laughs> Einstein just like looks at the kid for a second, and then just looks up at the camera, and then it just ends, <laughs> and like there's there's a lot of just really funny like wicked on point comedic timing stuff, and uh, and I don't know I loved this series. The jokes with Einstein series is is uh, just an albino black sheep special, yeah, and man, funny. I watched the I watched the crap out of them. Uh, and then later on in the in the I think there's like maybe eight or nine of them, uh, and they're like only a few minutes long. Uh, but <laughs> later on, the kid actually starts to be like, you know, he'll come up and be like, "Hey, I got a joke." And Einstein's like, okay, <laughs> like flips the <laughs> flips the equation. It's just well done. It's it's very very simply drawn, and that uh-huh. was a good example of like the animation and the drawings are not the impressive part. This is actually the writing. You know, this yeah. is very funny. It's genuinely very funny, and, and the like, performance. You know, like it, yeah, it's it's funny the charm that can be found in you know not the greatest performances ever. But yep. there's just something about them. <laughs> there's yep. just something there. Yeah, they're endearing. Yeah, totally. So, know. so yeah, yeah that was fun. that was kind of like a different example of one that yeah. I was like, you know, I just really liked these for their humor and and like it wasn't about the animation or the drawings mm-hmm. or anything, mm-hmm. um, which is different. Uh, but yeah, that's one. And then I think I I think I I have like a few more that I'll do on the next time around. But those ones I'm hoping are shorter. But I can't not mention those if we're talking mm. about this. If 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 my buddy Dan ever listens to this episode, I must mention at least the the next two. So I'll save those. Fair enough. Okay. Fair say, Steve. Um. So I have. I'll do a quick uh, twofer. Um. So Potter Puppet Pals, uh, mm-hmm. two thousand three. Yeah. Uh, created by Neil Cicerega, who I believe is Lemon Demon. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right? That's correct. So Neil Cicerega is the same guy who did the. Uh, showdown of ultimate destiny the ultimate showdown of ultimate destiny of ultimate destiny um so um yeah so this um actually debuted on pop uh potter puppet pals.com they he like made his made its own url and everything registered the thing and yeah it's it's just like kind of a parody of of harry potter but it's not really a parody they're just the characters the the gimmick is that he he, so he only made two episodes of the flash series just two um and they are incredibly charming very very harmless very funny um and the deal the the gimmick is that he's done them in flash but they are made to look like they are puppets so you can see the the arm going up the puppet little puppet butt and uh and 
they they feel very weightless like the way that he animated them they truly feel like they're puppets i don't know it's it's very interesting and and charming uh so the first one's bothering snape and that's when they all just swarm <laughs> snape and uh b- by just going up to him and going bother 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 and he just stops snape stops fighting back and and he just is lying on the ground unmoving and then harry and ron like run to the next screen and ron's like i like the part when he stopped moving it's like oh my god did they kill him um so they don't kill him nothing nothing terrible happens although dumbledore does introduce an interesting character trait where which is he loves getting naked when no one's looking um but um (laughs) make it time but in the second one trouble at hogwarts um uh it's a uh oh my god what's the bad guy voldemort okay voldemort comes and he and and he attacks the school supposedly or whatever anyway harry and ron and hermione like lure him and they're like no now move just to the right and he's like and (laughs) he's like ah you mean like over here and they're like no just a little bit more and you're like oh you're thinking like oh they're gonna drop something on him right that's what's gonna happen they're gonna drop something on voldemort because they're like positioning him and he's like i don't see anyone over here i don't i don't know why you're making me go over here and then they're like surprise and like all three kids show up with like ak-47s and just blow him away they're just like (laughs) submachine gun fire and just it's suddenly very different than you thought was gonna happen and they just murder voldemort with bullets so um that that's unexpected but uh it's funny and in 2006 um neil actually stopped doing those and started doing actual puppet versions of the puppet pals um and stuff but anyway just that's just kind of kind of that puppet uh potter puppet pals currently can be seen on albino black sheep um so clearly that did become a site that some of the defunct ones actually kind of went because i know we've already said that um really quick one um i loved this song this is one of those one of those songs that it's just an earworm and you watch it a million times and you don't know why you want to keep watching it but it's a it's the hippopotamus with noodles on my back now okay it's, it's actually just called noodles on my back is this one and i know it wasn't that popular it wasn't like as much of a viral thing but this was one that uh my dear friend ken dear friend ken greist uh, who i don't believe <laughs> listens to the show he he had introduced me to a couple of them uh one i will mention the next go around as well but this is just a silly song about a hippopotamus who has noodles on his back and uh it's just you recall this. it's just yeah you just got to go check it out um it's still on Newgrounds, and it has uh over a million views um wow. but it did come out in 2005 so i mean it has been out for a long time but a long time, yeah. yeah um it's still uh it's one i always think of and it, it's just funny simple animation simple drawings and he's a hippopotamus with noodles on his back noodles on his back noodles on his back yeah. i don't i don't know <laughs> it's just a good one so uh, i'll save i'll save the rest for a next go around but uh, oh my god it's wicked funny yeah nice nice all right so i'm gonna go with uh, uh, an obscure one. Uh, that would be Charlie the Unicorn. 
Yes. Oh, oh that is not obscure at all. That is the opposite. Was it popular? I don't remember it. Like, oh my god, you could buy Charlie merchandise at like hot topic at the mall yeah charlie the unicorn really, was really yeah popular yeah yeah oh my, i had no idea and uh what no was idea. uh yeah 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 uh, wow. uh newberry comics uh, i used to see charlie yeah there'd the be charlie like yeah shirts and but yeah like, i mean they had like an like a candy that looked like it was a a soda can or something like that but i think it was filled with candy <laughs> but candy yeah, you, you gotta mention charlie the unicorn yeah right oh okay all right yeah i had no idea it was that popular wow yeah that's that's actually pretty neat uh so charlie the unicorn was created by jason Steele of film cow um which came out in 2005 and he he did it as a gift for his mother because she just loved unicorn related <laughs> things and did she like it uh i don't know <laughs> I don't know if she did or not, but uh, my my biggest thing that, that I got out of it, I mean, the story wasn't that interesting, but the way how they talked, yeah, the, the dialogue was just mm-hmm. so creepy. Mm-hmm. It was creepy. It's like they, they all talked like this. Well, yeah, well. Charlie. Oh, hi, Charlie. Yeah, there because there were two creepy. I don't even think they have names, right? Like the the it's creepy horses. Blue. It's just the blue. other two unicorns, the blue and yeah. the pink one. Blue and pink one. Yeah, I think they're just called blue and pink or whatever. Yeah, because yeah. he's Charlie, but I like <laughs> I don't know what they're. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Apparently, it's just the blue and pink unicorns who annoy. No, they don't have names. Uh, um, yeah, this is so weird. I mean, the, the the whole point of the show was to get to Candy Mountain. <laughs> Ostensibly. Let's, can- <laughs> let's go to Candy Mountain, Charlie. Yes, let's go yeah. to Candy Mountain. Candy Mountain. <laughs> Candy Mountain Char- yeah, so I guess there was like like five ep- episodes total, maybe. Maybe there's more than that. I don't know. But I don't uh, think there was that many. Was, that yeah, first so, one. Oh, so there's like God. so there's like the, okay, so it is so one through five there's five episodes it's on youtube and it's only like a little over an hour yeah they weren't that long yeah so i mean if you want to get creeped out (laughs) yeah i mean the creepy thing is is like oh my god i was i was fucking obsessed so this is one i was going to mention but like that's fine like the this one like i watched so many times and at the time for years i quoted the hell out of it at this point i i don't remember like as many things i mean i remember yeah. like it's a magical leopleurodon charlie yeah magical leopleurodon oh yeah. and and but it was great because it had it had like the juxtaposition of them being like supposedly nice but actually creepy and then Charlie was just like very down to earth guy from New York. He's like, oh, oh, what the heck's going on? What the friggin' he- what are you guys friggin' doing? Like, oh, what the hell? You guys again. <laughs> and great, uh, right. like, I, I just, I love, I loved Charlie's voice so much. And then, and, and like throughout it, you're, you're, you do like feel that they're creepy from second one. And you keep thinking that throughout, but then they're like, well, maybe they're not, maybe they're fine. And, and, and it's fine. They really just want to go to candy mountain. No, there's no candy mountain. Candy mountain just was like him being knocked out so they could fucking steal his kidneys. Right. <laughs> like, right. We just had right. to pull a fucking yeah. ass on this. She's guy. like, hey, where'd they go? 
Oh, great. They stole my friggin' kidneys. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, they were freaking bad guys. Like, <laughs> psychos. The whole oh time. The whole time. The whole thing. They were just fucking with him so they could steal his literal kidneys. Oh my God. Oh, oh my God. I loved, I loved Charlie the Unicorn. That was another one that uh, Ken Grice <clears throat> introduced me to. Oh my God. He's like, oh, you got to watch this. <laughs> Very cool. Nice. Ape Alchemy. Uh okay, so yeah, so there's two two shorter ones that um were on Albino Black Sheep. I do I do at some point have to switch over to Homestar Runner or something, but I mean yes. that's just I just there's a lot of good albino black sheep. Um there was one that was called Doomy, and uh it was just a, a video of this guy in a singing booth and he's like got this little jazz playing he's snapping his fingers and it's like mm, you can dome in the morning you can dome at night you can dome when you want to do and then the the producer's back there and he's like um um excuse me excuse me yeah um yep yeah hold on okay yeah so okay so the song is um uh, it's pronounced do me so you say like do and then me do me <laughs> and, <laughs> and so the guy just is like the whole the whole time he's hearing it, he's like he's like what huh what oh okay and then he just like takes off he like takes off his headphones and then he just like he's like he's like do you do you know who i am he's like i'm richard fucking cheese okay <laughs> Richard fucking cheese. And then he's like, I don't need to take this shit. I don't need to take this shit from anybody. And then he just, he's like, fuck this, fuck this thing. And he just starts like breaking all this shit. And like, he like grabs like the towel dispenser on the wall and shakes it and just like can't rip it off the wall. And so he just leaves the building and slams the door. And the guy just like looks at the shut door and he's like, whoa. Guys, Richard fucking cheese. Yeah, it's super funny. I mean, this one, I swear <laughs> to God, me and me and my buddy Dan reference all the freaking time. Really, really just never left our brains. Uh, and then the other one that's like so stupid, but we gotta gotta mention it is uh there's the demented cartoon movie, which was like this actually ridiculously long animated flash cartoon movie. Uh, I think it, I think it must have been like over half an hour long or something like it, but that even sounds short. Like it might've been 50 minutes or something. It was very long. And uh, it was just a series of the craziest skits and the craziest shit. But uh, it, it created such great, you know, sequences as uh, the kamikaze watermelon and uh, the, the sequence where um, like, I feel like people say this a lot where they're like, this is the earth round and there's like just like a picture or like oh wait no that's a different video that's a different video but no the thing <laughs> is this is the is the french people that are firing missiles and, and I, I think they're like they're like um oh, well fires the missiles and the lady's like oh, i am late tired and then he's like mm, well take a nap and then fires the missiles and she's like okay <laughs> <laughs> All these very random little sections, and there's the Ziggy Boogie Doog, which is like a bomb that comes down, and when you, whenever you see the bomb, it just goes Ziggy Boogie Doog, and then it explodes, and so people get like freaked out because like there's just like Ziggy Boogie Doogs everywhere, and there's this big 
ridiculously like cartoon smiling bombs and they'll just zig boogie dude <laughs> fucking yeah. blow up and uh it's bad it's like it's not like it's just like oh it's a cartoon bomb it's like oh shit um and there's just so many weird effing things in it and <laughs> it was it was one that like people talked about in school and i saw how long it was i'm like oh my god i don't want to watch this whole thing and then i sat down and watched it one time and i'm like wow there was a lot in that and then i watched it again you know a few times after that uh but it's it's wacky it will most likely not be entertaining or fun at all for anybody who did not have it growing up i imagine it's aged terribly but i mean it it could be fun i don't freaking know it could be it could be um and then to to cap off albino black sheep there was another song uh that we liked called 55 and uh, you spell oh, yes. yes. S H F I F T Y. 55. And, uh, and uh, the guy starts out, he's like, Oh, hello. I have just heard the song, and it is so good to hear it. You want me to tell it to you? You wanted to tell me to you one time? Okay. And then he's like, Schwan, do, do in half. Three, <laughs> fifty, and then he's like fourteen, teen, thirty-seven, forty-seven. What you say? Doom, doom, boom. Fifty-five, shrigger this fifty-five. It's like it's the stupidest freaking song. All they're always the stupidest. So good. It's like I love it. And the animation are just stick figures doing weird shit. And uh, and holy crap! I mean, uh, like the lyric, uh, you know. My IQ, 55. Girlfriend's age, 55. It's just, uh, it's so dumb. It's so fucking dumb. But yeah, I had to mention 55. Well, it sticks in your head, though. It sticks in your head. It does. <laughs> 37, 47. What you say? <laughs> it's like he's just counting. <laughs> oh, so my funny. God. Awesome. Oh, gosh. Jeez, All right. Man. I'll pass, the, pass it on. All right. Parasite Steve. Okay, so I have uh, one of my fondest memories of basically getting excited for the next episode of something and like watching it over the previous episode a million times and just like obsessing about it and thinking about it. And I just loved it so freaking much. And it was one that um, Nintendo actually had to remind me of. And I couldn't believe I hadn't (laughs) thought about it in so long. But back in the day, back in 2003... um, I was I was addicted to zombie zombie spelled with an X X O M B I E. Oh man, yeah. zombie ruled! I yeah. <clears throat> this was another um, another step for me in like the sophistication. It was like okay, now this shows that we can do like horror stuff that's like a little bit more grown up even though it does have very kitty drawings but like the mood was there this guy created yep. mood and uh also there was comedy there was uh really like interesting designs for my sensibilities the sort of stuff that i like um and it was serialized storytelling so the downside is that holy crap this guy took for ever to put out like a four minute episode uh years in some cases so zombie uh the actual series is called the original series is called uh zombie dead on arrival and it was done exclusively by james Farr, 
And James Farr has really turned this into, uh, you know, a long running thing. 2003 is when it came out, had uh, 10 original episodes and um, it became a comic book series uh, put out by Devil's Due Publishing. And they did a sequel um, that followed directly because in the very last shot of the last episode, they, they introduce a new character and it's only for one second you see um uh, so, so I'll tell, I'll talk about the story a little bit. Um, basically the main character is a zombie, but he's the, it's, you know, it's, it's a world gone zombie. It's all, you know, post-apocalyptic sort of a deal. Yeah. Um, but the main character is the only zombie who has his own brain. Everybody else is just a drooling, you know, moan monster. And, uh, he's like, can, he can talk and he, he doesn't remember who he used to be, but he, he knows who he is now. And he fights the zombies, and his weapon of choice is a shovel. He's like the original shovel knight, uh, or maybe the knight. maybe the shoveler from Mystery Men is the original shovel knight. I don't know, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. he does he does use a shovel like it's a sword, and it's very cool. And uh, his uh, he has a pet dog, uh, which is hilariously uh, to this day. I I don't know if this was intentional or not, but sidebar, the dog. Uh, is named Cerberus. Okay. However, in the very first uh, appearance of the dog, he says Cerebus. Now, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the incredibly uh, long running, very classic indie comic. Uh, it's not really indie anymore, but I mean, he was, he was, it was, I don't remember who put it out, but it wasn't one of the major publishers. So it was, it was an indie. Uh, Dave Sims has Cerberus, no, Cerebus the Aardvark, okay? And okay. this is a character that has crossed over with, like, every other comic in history, Turtles being one of them, but, like, uh, like everything. So if you look up Cerebus the Aardvark, you're probably going to recognize this character. He kind of looks like a pig, but like a gray pig, but he's an Aardvark. So anyway, uh, there's... Uh, like an anecdote that Dave Sims told about how, uh, he, how why he named him Cerebus, and he's like, "Oh, I was I was going first. I, I was naming him after the three-headed dog in Hades in Greek mythology, but that's Cerberus." And he said he remembered it wrong, and he wrote it as Cerebus. Okay, so same same letters. He just transposed the, the like the B and the R, and. Uh, the weird thing is that in zombie, I don't know if this is a reference or not, but he, uh, I think it was just probably a mistake. He, I think he did the same thing in the very first appearance. The character zombie says Cerebus. And then in all other episodes, it is clearly Cerberus. So I just think it's funny. It's like, wow, that's exactly what happened to Dave Sims. Only Dave Sims was like, well, screw it. I already published the first issue. I can't change it. So it's it's Cerebus forever, um, which is kind of cool anyway, because it's a little bit different. But right. um, yeah, anyway, just kind of a random thing that, you know, the crap that pops into my head. But um, so, yeah, zombie uh, is the story of this, this zombie sentient zombie guy who's protecting a little girl and he's trying to get her to the only human settlement that he knows of. And it is just that story. Um it ends. Uh, he gets her to safety, 
And it really is like a very satisfying 10 episode watch. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. They're very short. You know, they, they got longer. Um, they went from like, you know, two and a half minutes to like four and a half to like five and a half, you know, kind of a thing. They were never very long, but um, it's, it's good. I, I honestly, I, I rewatched it for this episode. I hadn't seen it in years and um, it's all on YouTube. Zombie dead on arrival. Uh, very, very cool. I never read the comics, but uh, so the comics, uh, the the main, um, the main antagonist for the comics is this Western-looking character, and his name's Mister Gallows, and he um, he was the character that you saw for one second at the end of the last episode of the the show. Mm-hmm. He just kind of panned down, and there was this like cool zombie cowboy that was like on screen for like one second, and then it just that was it. It went to credits and it's like, okay, who the hell is that? And so he was continued. He, uh, the story was continued in the re and the comics, which were, which was called zombie reanimated. And I think that, I think there were six issues of that. And then in 2017, um, James Farr brought zombie back as a sequel series and it's called zombie dead ahead. And it's, it's officially listed as ongoing, but there's since 2017, there's only been three episodes. So oh. he has not gotten faster. And uh, now they are longer. They are 10 minute long episodes. The drawings are vastly revamped. Um, he's definitely gotten better over the years for sure. Um, and uh, it takes place like 10 years later. So, you know, the little girl who is Zoe, uh, she's, you know, like a teenager now and, you know, more capable and not just a little kid. Um, and zombie looks very, very different. So his name isn't actually zombie. His name is dirge. Um, mm. but, uh, yeah. So like dirge <clears throat> looks very, very different than he used to. And honestly, it kind of like, it is he looks so different i almost feel like he maybe went too far with the redesign but he looks cool everything looks better Th- they're awesome i loved all three episodes i want more um and uh i i don't know i don't know if <laughs> episode 4 is coming or what but um right. it's it's uh it's a fun uh franchise i wish it became more it actually was like optioned by dreamworks original like at one point like he he got he got really big like he got really big with this and it really honestly like almost became something very very big and as it stands now it's just like you know it's it's a you know small big (laughs) you know uh relative to you know but i mean it's it's definitely a success obviously he's he's still doing it now and uh to me it's one of the funnest uh, flash things that's ever existed because it's just most it's most befitting of my personal style and my personal interests and it has that dark comedy and uh you know um it's just that horror bend and it's got sci-fi too there are also robots and there's actually a lot of tech a lot of futurish like tech going on too so it's a yeah. nice mashup of various things and a lot of like very fast-paced action so something i haven't said is it really evokes the style of gendy tartakovsky like it really looks like that samurai jack powerpuff girls primal real like primal the show primal is in my opinion the best thing gendy's ever done and that this can't hold a candle to that but that is more of the level of like seriousness that i think 
than zombie is. Zombie was maybe a little bit funnier, but um, I think it was like more similar to that than like Samurai Jack or or something. But maybe it's maybe it's you know I I don't even know. I, I, Samurai Jack's not something I saw a lot of, but definitely those are the two that it sort of brings to mind more. Or maybe his Clone Wars uh, show that he did. Um, but yeah, this is this is not Gendy. This is James Farr and. I would check it out if you've never seen it or if you haven't seen it in a long time. Zombie just with an X. And yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah. And one of the things I was really blown away uh, by that web series was the animation. Like, I loved the animation in that hmm. series. Like, at the time, you didn't see anything like it. It was just really detailed and. Right. You know, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's yeah. Really, it felt like really it's good. like okay we're gonna push we're pushing the art form even further and the action was very well done like the yes the action the fighting like man so freaking fun it it really felt like something you would see on i don't know a gendy tartakovsky thing like it really felt like okay Mm. he is very concerned with the choreography and making it look very stylish and very cool and the shots the cinematography quote unquote like the way he would he would plan out his shots like he wouldn't always you know you wouldn't get sick of the same angles like on like a scooby-doo or something like that where you're always seeing the same angles the same exact shots the same you know walking from left to right they had walking from left to right on the screen like scooby-doo they had that they had a walk cycle that you did see a lot but then like with the fighting scenes and stuff like man there were there were shots and angles he would try out and i mean it was just awesome yeah for sure definitely check that out yeah um yeah so i don't have another pick Uh, i i definitely i I wanted to do that uh the shifty five one but uh tim Tim took that, so that's, that's a right. good one. That's it's a good it's, one. it's a good one for sure. It's a good one for sure. So uh, yeah, so that pretty much wraps up the episode. Uh, well, well, I got I gotta whoa, go one more time. Whoa. I gotta go one more time. Okay, I ain't yeah, done. One more? okay. Yeah, okay, I'm good. definitely not done. Okay. Um, so uh, so before we go to that, uh, yeah, I gotta talk to, talk about Homestar Runner. I mean, Absolutely. Homestar oh, Runner yes, is definitely yes. like the elephant in the room. Um, we've mentioned it so many times, and. Uh, yeah. You know, not not to save the best for last, but uh, I mean, this this website, this portal has so much charm and character and love and attention from the brothers chaps, um, Mike and Matt Chapman, just like doing all of the animation, all the like so many of the voices, their friends doing, you know, voices. Uh, just creating like a whole universe of cartoons and shorts and skits and puppet shows and doing uh, video games, like uh, having themed menus that you could change out at any time. You could swap whatever the themes were. And as time went on, there was different continuity. And, you know, you had the, the whole like titan of, of entertainment that was strong, bad and strong, bad emails just being one aspect of the homestar runner website and definitely was the most popular aspect um but it was just one facet of it i mean there was all these different just ideas you know you Mm -hmm. had just the homestar runner shorts you had the the marzipan's voicemails you had Mm -hmm. the cheat commandos the teen girl squads uh you know all the strong bad emails and just like so much 
like love and attention Easter eggs galore, mm-hmm. uh, just like thumbing over, you know, using the mouse to move around and just finding little secrets and like the different emails and the different tunes and stuff like that. Um, I mean, really, just I've I've never encountered something like that. It just was. It's it just an, a truly amazing and fun creative website web portal for so much different content and uh, and just such a genuine funny way about it. Such a true sense of humor in the most you know the best uh, charming absurdist way, where things are just the perfect amount of stupid and the voices are you know just spot on for for just being memorable and uh it's it's just a, a freaking legacy it's a huge mm-hmm. legacy and actually I, I did get to meet uh the brothers chaps at pax a few years ago they had a panel and i lost my mind i was like no way i could go meet the brothers chaps that is way too awesome let's fucking go and nobody else cared <laughs> and i was like i don't give a shit i'm gonna go by myself and uh and so i i got to meet them and you know just shoot the shit with them and and just kind of uh just say hey you know uh, you guys have been something that has brought me joy for uh well over a decade and just thank you so much for being you know the people that you are and making the kind of stuff you do it's just it's absolutely phenomenal um and and and, you know it was it was just a very cool moment it it means a lot this was one where i would i would call up my buddy and and just like watch some homestar runner shit on Mm -hmm. the phone like this was the main one um and and i mean i don't know it's just uh it's so fucking near and dear to my heart i love it to death and just you know doing all the wholesale one voices and having all these things be ways that we talk about everything in life and just having all this stuff is just kind of a part of me and uh and then having the home the strong man voice coming out and talking about how much stuff is crap and and, and all this crap for crap that i have to put up with every day it doesn't make it any better than to have boxing gloves for hands. Uh, it's just like it's my it's my it's my jam, and uh, it's it's so fucking fun. Yeah, I can't can't not mention uh, Homestar Runner and uh, and and all the awesomeness that they've done. I mean, clearly no shortage of fans. The Octoponda really warmed my heart big time. How many people listed Homestar yeah. Runner? Because yeah. for a bit, like when I was in school, like not everybody knew it. And it, it truly to me is one of those things where like when you have a, you know, a a thing that you're a fan of one of your fandoms or whatever, and you find somebody else, it's like, we can instantly be friends. Like there are certain (laughs) things where it's like, okay, you also like Final Fantasy. Like that's cool. Yeah. It's like when I find people who like Homestar Runner, I shit you not. It is like instant friends, like instant fucking pals. Like there was a girl best friends. Yeah, like really though. There was a girl I used to work with, uh, and and uh her name was Renee, and she was a total fan of Homestar Runner. And I don't remember how it came up. I don't remember if she randomly was like, Have you ever seen Homestar Runner? Have you ever seen this thing, Homestar Runner? Or or if I said something and she recognized it, but the second that like it was discovered, it was just the most fun all the time at work because it was just like any reference to that was on the table and uh and we never got sick of it it was just super fun uh, so like i i think that there's just something real special about like the 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 
the kind of group of people that all love Homestar Runner and just get all the dumb references. It's it's great. Nice. Really, really oh, love yeah. it. Yeah, I remember watching some of it back in the day, but I just it just never really clicked with me like it did with most people. It's, but, uh, it's not I, like I could be like, oh, everyone will like it. I'm like, it just some people will like this and some people won't. I, I have no idea. What uh, apparently, a lot more people like it. <laughs> <laughs> Which plenty is of awesome. people do really, plenty yeah, people do really really cool yeah yeah so are, are we are we officially done i'm i am good i am satisfied my well, i did i did this research so god damn it i'm going to present one last one do it fuck yeah do it i played through an entire game today on Newgrounds. uh Holy it's shit. one that i knew existed uh for a long i've known it came out in 2010 and uh it was amazing i oh i'm so glad i finally had a reason to actually just (laughs) force myself to keep playing until the end so this is this is the room the game based on the tommy Wiseau movie Oh um, god. I did not know this was the thing. This Yeah. So um it's it's absolutely awesome. And it was it was created <laughs> by Tom Fulp, the Newgrounds founder. No kidding. Yeah, mm. it, he it, he did uh a lot of the pro- he did the programming. Artwork was done by staff member uh Johnny Utah, aka Jeff Bandolin, and music was done by uh Chris O'Neill. I mean, the music is awesome. It is it is a like Super Nintendo looking point and click adventure game. It sort of looks like um, like uh, Earthbound or something like that. But it's um, it's a point and click. So you click where you want them to, to move on the screen. And it's all sprites. And it's all just so incredibly charming and so funny and hilarious. And oh, my God, like the all the dialogue in the movie is like there. But then they fill out extra stuff. And I mean... It is so freaking funny. Um, I posted a ton of like the most funny parts that I personally found to be the hilarious parts uh, in the group today. Uh, I made a post about it and just posted like all the different ones. And like there is some seriously like diverse gameplay. Like you're not expecting when they introduce a new mechanic out of nowhere because most of it's just walking around and like getting a going on a little mission and getting an item and and giving it to somebody like you have to you have to go to the dress store and buy the red dress for lisa and then go home and 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 give it to her so you like go to your inventory and then you drag it to lisa and she she thanks you for it but it's really funny the very first bit of dialogue that lisa has in the whole game you go you go finally go home and she's there and you click on her and she's like you really owe me one johnny like that's the first thing she says. It's like, <laughs> it's like for what? Like what the fuck? Um, oh my god! It's so it's so goddamn funny. The dialogue is is just even funnier in sprite form. I swear to God. And like I don't know. There's something about like Lisa's mom, Claudette. She is so funny to me. Like they made her look so pissed. Like her sprite is just so pissed off looking. Oh my god, I just love Claudette. She's fucking hilarious. Um, so there's a lot of like weird extra little things you can do. You can go to the kitchen at any point. And it took me like a little bit to figure out like what they wanted you to do, but there's like a table laid out and there are two plates, and there is stuff around the kitchen, and there's a knife, and there's like 
so you can there's a cutting board on the on the counter if you drag the loaf of bread onto the cutting board and then click the knife and drag the knife onto the bread onto the cutting board, it will give you a slice of bread. Then you can put the slice down on the plate on the kitchen table. And then you do the same thing with you, you can do three other ingredients for the middle of your sandwich. And you can there's uh, a tomato, there's tomato out on the counter and lettuce out on the counter. You can do those. And then if you open the fridge, uh, there's meat, there's like ham and there's cheese. And so like you can make the sandwich however you want. It doesn't matter. If you make a sandwich, it'll give you like a medal. They're like, you know, like PlayStation achievements or something. It like dings and it comes yeah. up with a little icon. And so it's yeah. like, oh, sandwich. But then. So anyway, so you go through and and like you can beat the game, and at the end you find out why Tommy's so freaking weird is because he's an alien. He's been an alien the whole time. When he <laughs> dies, when he kills himself, because there's a line in the movie that Mark actually says, uh, he's like, "God, what planet are you on?" Or what? No, he says, "What planet are you from?" In the actual movie, he says that, and then he yeah, says yeah. it in the game. Well, in the end, Tom uh, Johnny kills himself, played by Tommy Wiseau. And then he, in the game, in the movie, it just ends. And then the game, he like turns into a ball, a ghost for a second. And then the ghost turns into a ball of light and shoots out into space. And then there is, <laughs> there's a fucking UFO out there, like a spaceship that's spoon shaped. Because as fans of the room will know, there's like this running gag with spoons. And there's a lot of like pictures with spoons in them throughout the in the movie, and nobody knows why. <laughs> so like when people yeah. will go see like showings of the room, they like they'll they'll fling plastic spoons at the the screen. It's like a Rocky Horror sort of a thing. It became whatever, but you bring, you're supposed to bring spoons, and so spoons are like a thing. So you go into the spoon craft, and then there are other balls of light, and they're like, "So how was your time on Earth?" and 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 Johnny's like, "Oh, it was okay," and they're like, "Oh, it seems like um." It seems like, you know, you they found you out. Um, and he's like, yeah, when Mark said, um, when Mark asked what planet I was from, I knew my time was over. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so anyway, and then they're like, so how many spoons did you find? I found zero. They're like, oh, how many spoons did you find? So I looked it up and it turns out there's like a bunch of secret stuff you can do in this game. There are 10 hidden spoons that are just hidden throughout the world. You can just find and they're just hidden really well everything's sprite based you know and uh <clears throat> and you just click on it and you get it and they're all fun they're all like really unique looking spoons are really fun and like that will get you like a, a one screen longer ending and uh that's on youtube if you want to check it out and there's also uh this one i did one of there are there are six moments that you can witness um and 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 johnny will say this is one of the six things I wish I could unsee. And if okay. you see all of the six things he wishes he could unsee, you get an achievement. Um, <laughs> so I, I saw one. So there's this character, Denny, who's like the little, the little quote unquote kid, even though he's played by like, you know, somebody who's like probably 35 at the person. time. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and he's like the super creepy, like hanging around, just like wants to go upstairs and watch them have sex. Like weird kid. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, and so he's he's like you can you can explore the apartment building that they all live in. And so everything connects. So like Mark has his own apartment and uh and then Denny has this like 
fucking like broom closet that he lives in and it just has denny spray painted on the outside and if you go in oh my god so hilarious the back it's just a broom closet in this broom closet is like a roll a bed roll just rolled out on the ground there is a bucket full of yellow liquid just in the corner what the hell and then there is the back wall is all like plastered with pictures of lisa because there's a point in the movie where denny like comes out and admits to to uh johnny that he's actually in love with lisa and 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 johnny's reaction doesn't make any sense he's like he's like oh uh it's okay it's perfectly natural no big deal she loves you like a friend everything's fine ha 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 and it's like it makes no sense whatsoever his reaction just does not fit but that all happens in the game too the same exact way but anyway so it's so funny because he's he's got like a billion pictures of lisa and if you examine them as as johnny he's like oh my lisa she's so beautiful oh my lisa oh ha 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 like like he he would totally have that reaction because he's, yeah, he's right. his reactions make no sense like he doesn't think this is weird he's that just weirded like, oh, out by the pictures he's just like oh, oh my, it's pictures of lisa, lisa. Oh. and then there's one picture of claudette there's one picture Claudette in the bottom. He's like, oh, why does he have a picture of Claudette? That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. You just and into then, it, like, huh, Denny? So, so the one thing that I got to see of the things that um I wish I could unsee, there was a there was a it was like after you you have a boss fight with Chris R, who's the drug dealer who's shaking down Denny for money, and you have a boss fight, and it's like one of the moments that it's it's totally a like game mechanic you're not expecting and it's so fun. And so you beat him and then you have to do these things. But anyway, so then like Denny goes back to his room. And so it's the only time that, you know, for a fact, he's in there. He's like, he went, you like, I think you walked him to his room or something like that. So anyway, he's in his room. So if you enter the room, he's sitting on the pee bucket jerking off. Oh my god. What the fuck? And no. so he's like just staring at all the pictures of Lisa and Mark, I mean um not Mark. J- Johnny's like he's like oh this is one of the six things I wish I could not see. And I just oh, didn't no. know what that meant at all, but there's there's six <laughs> moments that you can like come across. And uh, there's a lot of like other references. There's like a uh, the coffee shop is back to the future themed and um like Doc Brown is outside. Sometimes Marty's outside. And if you go in, you can buy a bunch of stuff. None of it matters at all. But I guess you get achievements if you order what what he ordered in the movie. Like I saw the guy in the video. I don't know if there's more than one thing you can do, but he orders like, because there's a long menu, but and you can buy anything you want. You have like so much money you could never possibly spend. Because he has deep pockets in the movie. So he does. He does. <laughs> and I think I think if you order like, you know, a coffee and they're like okay what size do you want and if you order medium that's apparently what he ordered in the in the movie so you get an achievement for it it's okay. like neat okay. there's okay. a lot yeah. of like incredibly <laughs> neat stuff like this game took like probably like two hours to go through and i was going like as fast as possible not exploring at all that's impressive. just trying to Shit. like like it, it's it's freaking awesome so it wasn't actually made by Flash. This whole episode was about Flash, but God damn it, I researched it and it was it's still on Newgrounds. Um, you 
need to go play it if you're a fan of this movie in any way, shape, or form. Uh, it is so funny and honestly just incredibly worthwhile. Like, it is great. And the sprites are amazing. And, oh, my God, Johnny's face, like his little his little face on his little sprite body, he's, he is so melty and gross looking. I mean, he doesn't look human. <laughs> Which is kind of fair because Tommy, you know, you know, from <laughs> not superhuman looking. Um, oh, oh, yeah. So also, like, <clears throat> oh my God, he's naked so much because every day when you wake up, because you progress like not in levels but in days of the week. It's like about a week and a half is the full game. Yeah. And um, every morning he wakes up completely naked with morning wood. <laughs> So you just walk. Yep. You just walk around and he is naked as the day is long and he's got his ass and he's got his little, little hard, little Tommy. And, uh, yeah, you gotta go like take a shower every day and, and, uh, dress appropriately for work. And, uh, Oh my God. Yeah, no, it's, it's really incredible. It's really just absolutely incredibly well done. So that is my, uh, my final one. And even though it's, it's not flash, it is on new grounds. It was done, by yeah. the Mr. Newgrounds himself, and uh, it it's awesome. I mean, it, the amount so of fun. detail, yeah. Well, it sounds like like it, the game sounds sounds like it has like a really good replay value. Like we don't know anything about right. spoons or whatever. Right. I mean, it is a lot of talking, but yes, yeah. I kind of want to play it again and like find the stuff. You know, I mean, and and honestly, there are a, obviously those who have seen the movie would say it's obvious anyway in the movie there's a lot of like random characters throwing around a football there's so much of that (laughs) and in the game they do all the scenes but they turn it into a little game so this is another like one of those unexpected you know mechanics where they actually like it's not a big deal it's really like the, the characters will throw around and when they're throwing it to you it will like a crosshair will appear on the ground and you have to really quick uh, click there. And, you know, Johnny has to get there in time. And if he does, then he catches it and it plays like a little, uh, like an animated gif from the actual movie of, of Johnny catching the football. Um, And I mean, when you throw it, there's like a gauge, you know, like golf games, golf games sort of have like to get your swing perfect, you know, you know, it's it's like a variate variation on that. And there's no point to it at all. If you screw up, it just doesn't throw a perfect spiral. That's it. He he like okay. he does it and it's like it tumbles through the air, but that's it. It still does everything it's supposed to do. And if you get it in the perfect spot, he throws a perfect spiral. It, I mean it, it plays like a, a bling or a da-da, but really it it doesn't matter at all. It's just fun. Like <laughs> right, right, right. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Fun. Um I actually I I do have one more. I I just thought of it. Uh, it it's a it's actually it's a, it is a flash game uh, that came out in 2012, which I didn't know about until like last year. And that's a Bobo's Big Adventure. I don't oh know you guys right, know that. okay. So I right. thought I thought it was just uh, a movie, like a flash animation movie, mm-hmm. just sprite based. But no, right. it's a it's a game, and I didn't know it was a game and. Uh, it's a freeware parody flash game and it's inspired by various uh, video games like Double Dragon, Super Mario Brothers, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like mostly a lot of games from the NES. And the whole point of the game is a Bobo is trying to save his son. And uh, 
so he so bubble goes through like all 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 every stage is like it's a different type of game like okay you have balloon fight you have uh double dragon you have super mario brothers mega man all this stuff and the final stage is punch out and it's just really really cool it's super mm-hmm. interesting i i i definitely want to play it not just watch it on youtube mm-hmm. um, it just seems like it's, it's a lot of fun and it's a beat em up it's beat em up a uh, single player brawler or whatever so mm-hmm. fuck nice I mean, yeah <coughs> excuse me very cool yeah very cool a little, little, little quick ending there sweet um, yeah so now that we're officially done <laughs> Uh, so thank you guys so much for you know sticking around this far, and uh, we're not quite done yet. Uh, so before we catch that horizon, we'll go to this. You got the bleeps, you got the creeps, and you might even have the sweeps. But if you don't got the time, then they ain't worth a dime. This is the Eight Bit Minute. Greetings, everyone. It is I Eight Bit Out Me on a episode of the Eight Bit Minute. Uh, it's been a while. Oh, I haven't had yeah. to do an 8-bit minute in a while. But I will say this will loosely be an 8-bit minute because I usually always try to talk something technical. I don't have anything technical to talk about. But technically, I'm going to talk about a fictional video game company that uses 8-bit graphics. So I'm going to call it good. So <laughs> I am talking about Videlectrics. That is Videlectrix, the fictional video game company in the in the world of Homestar Runner and Strongbad and on the website and the just absolute incredibly just wonderful productions of Flash games that are pixel based and encompass all kinds of different genres of games. Uh, Videlectrix was Again, just the creation of the same guys, the Brothers Chaps. And they did this just to be a way for them to channel their love of video games into the Homestar Runner universe. So certain things would reference it. But when you would go to the website, you could also click the games button. And then it would go to a, a different screen where you got to click on all these different games. And there's all sorts of different ones that you could play. Uh, the games menu changed up a lot. And there was actually another separate website that was not connected to Homestar Runner's portal. And that was if you just went to the company website for Videlectrix. If you went to the videlectrix.com website, it booted up like uh, like you know, a pseudo company website. And it <laughs> said, we use computers to make video games. And, uh, and you could actually access all of the games there as well without any of, you know, the, the Homestar wrapper uh, that went around it. And if you clicked on the game catalog, you would be shown an old tube TV and stacks of Atari 2600 cartridges. And each one at the ends of it had the names of the different games. And of course, plenty of these games did relate to strong bad and homestar and all those characters um but they had a ton had a fucking ton so i mean just the the names of the of the games there was uh danger-esque stinko man 20 xd6 hall runner shiploits pigs on head 50k racewalk trogdor planet alert sunday driver where's an egg secret collect space shipper qwerty kid speedy awesome cross king dingo 
Salad Days, Peasant's Quest, and Thy Dungeon Man, uh, 1, 2, and 3. Um, some of these games were phenomenal. Like, honestly, I remember playing uh, a few of them very, very much. So the ones that I loved, there was Thy Dungeon Man, which was 100% a text adventure. Um, and they mm-hmm. had three, three, you know, iterations of Thy Dungeon Man. Very cool. I had never gotten to play a text adventure before. That was not a genre that I ever was exposed to growing yeah. up, not being like a PC gamer or playing on any of those earlier consoles. So the concept of navigating an entire game using just your imagination and the different commands that you could think of was really cool. And it was super fun to get to have that exposure to a game like that with that dungeon, man. It's, it's great because they're making these things as a reverent reference to something that they love. But for me, it was the first of its kind. I had never played something like that. Uh, very, very neat to, to do. Um, there was the Stinko Man 20XD6, which Stinko Man was like an mm-hmm. anime version of Strong Bad. And he was uh, featured in the, in the Strong Bad email anime. And... Uh, it was a Mega Man clone, and it was a really good Mega Man clone that played well and had persistent like save files, and you could save your game and come back to it, and like just all in your web browser. Um, and I remember that the levels weren't all out at one time, and uh, we, me, me and me and Dan played through everything that was out, and then there wasn't any more levels. And then like later in life, I remember talking about it and being like. Hey, did you ever go back and play all the levels of Stinko Man when they came out? And he's like, "No, I don't think I ever did." You know, like like th- that conversation happened like at some point in life, and uh, and they were it was a really fun game. It was it was done well. It had cool eight bit graphics like the NES. A lot of them definitely look like Atari, um, but there's there's some that are more going for the PC or the NES style. Um, and then the third one that I'll mention that I i loved was peasant's quest and peasant's quest (laughs) they made they made a really goddamn big deal of peasant's quest like there was a trailer for it there was a ton of lead up to it um i want to say that strong bad has referenced playing uh peasant's quest and thy dungeon man and then it became like a, a joke and then they are actually making it and peasant's quest is legitimately like a full fledged point and click adventure game in the style of like an atari you know graphics right style. like like i was saying with the room like that because that's the other one that comes to my mind is peasant's mm-hmm. quest mm-hmm. there's actual thatch roof cottages you know thatch roof cottages right, right. uh <laughs> and the the peasant's quest game like you said with the room took forever to play through like it's a big big you know map there's lots of stuff you got to find there's people you talk to items you get you have to go back and forth and try things in different places and i remember getting stuck you know i remember feeling like when the game came out it was honestly super exciting to just kind of like walk around and try and figure out all the different stuff and all the different things to do and uh and there's a character in peasant's quest whose name is dongalev and uh, dongalev uh exclusively greets people by saying haldo which is H A L D O, and uh, and that is something that is in my vernacular. I say that a lot with Dan. We'll say, "Oh, Haldo, oh, Donglev." Like we just like that's just like a thing. Uh, and I believe that he was like this bizarre character that would he was like perfectly behind a tree in one of the scenes. So like you would be walking through that scene multiple times and you'd never notice anything. And then like 
randomly one of the times you'd walk through the animation animation cycle would would hit just right and he would like pop out of the tree and like peek around and then zip back behind the tree and so you would have to type you know haldo and then he'd be like oh haldo is Dongolev, you know, like like he'll talk to you if you if you know his greeting or whatever. It was like cool, and uh, I I just give so much credit. The Vitelectric stuff is awesome, and uh, as much as it is sad that you can't like fully access it in the original Flash Portal format, uh, Vitelectrics does have an itch.io website, and for those who are not familiar, itch.io is a humongous, um, you know community of independent game makers that just make games because they like doing it uh some of them charge you money to download or play their games a lot of them are free it is a great space for people to work on you know tutorials and and like while they're learning the craft of game making they put stuff up there um but it's there's all kinds of legitimate games there uh that have gotten releases later but vitelectrics does have a itch.io website and you can play a ton of their classic games um all on there still and i think it's honestly worth it because they're still pretty fun especially if you're a fan of homestar runner yeah uh, there's really there's really you know nothing like a trip down memory lane with that stuff uh but yeah yeah pretty pretty fun awesome, pretty awesome yeah. nice i'm, I'm nice. glad you mentioned that because i was like i was not sure why you weren't mentioning peasants quest so that that's awesome yeah, that you did the whole deep dive into Vitelectrics. I didn't even remember it was a whole thing like that. It's a whole thing. It's so it's wild. Really cool. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, nice. and Stinkleman Twenty XD Six is legitimately awesome. Like, if you just yeah. want to play like a good Mega Man clone, like it's great. Is it sprite it's super based? Fun. Yeah, it is. It's like all sprite based. It looks awesome. <laughs> it's so crazy. Nice. Yeah, definitely yeah, really cool. All right, so uh, thank you guys so much for uh for sticking around for this long and uh yeah that pretty much wraps up the episode if you haven't jumped ship by now we certainly hope you enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters of all the things that make growing up awesome if you like what you've heard please hit that little subscribe button and like us on facebook and twitter as well as being part of the Nubia podcast network retro doctopus is, is still a full-fledged member of the dorkney podcast network so if you get a chance, please check out some of our sister shows like Epic Tales from the Sewers, The Weekly Warpipe, Throwdown Thursday, and What's Not with Michelle and Sam. It's just not. Okay? Jeez. Okay. For more information, or just to subscribe to any of these awesome shows, please visit thedorkening.com and be sure to check out our killer sponsors, Deadly Grabs Coffee. Coffee to die for. I've been your host, Nintendo, and you guys have a fantastic evening, day, afternoon, all that fun stuff. For more shows like the one you just heard, check out the Dorkening Podcast Network at thedorkening.com.